Welcome back to another episode of That One Time I Was Abducted by Aliens. My name is Bree. And my name is Jamie, and we're two sides of the coin. So tonight we're going to talk about abduction again, but a little bit in a different direction. All right, but before we jump into tonight's episode, I think I'm going to treat you guys to a little bit of a story. So if you guys can tell, my voice sounds horrible because I'm dying sick, like on the edge of death sick right now. (laughs) But I'm not a quitter. I don't like calling into work when I'm sick and I'm not going to not show up in podcasts. So regardless if I'm dying of a fever and I'm probably going to die soon, I'm here to record for you guys. Dedication on a whole nother level. I know. And so because you have to listen to my shitty voice, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of my crazy, and I'm gonna tell you guys a little bit of a story about why I think I'm sick. Awesome. Um, I think a lot of our listeners maybe don't know how really crazy me and Brie are about this alien stuff, or how conspiracy we can get into things, but I'm gonna get into why I think I'm sick and how it happened. Um, I have not told Brie this story because per usual, I like her just authentic response to things. I think it makes it that much more entertaining for you guys. (laughs) So, I got sick a couple of days ago and it's been going downhill quickly. So I wanna say I started getting sick on maybe like, it was like Wednesday or Tuesday. I started to just not feel like very well. Like not full blown sick yet, but I was like, ooh, something's coming. Yeah, you te- you just texted me like, so I think I'm dying, but it's not a big deal. It's yeah. just like a cough. Yeah, and I was like, I'll be fine. And then it's just gone downhill really quickly. But that day I noticed on my hand, there was a weird scoop mark. Really? Yeah. Swear. Swear on my life. And it, it looked like a little itty bitty oh melon baller scoop was that scooped we were out of my hand. About to take out that, we were, that we were joking about. And it, it there wasn't like flesh showing. It wasn't like a wound, but it was like a weird dip in my skin on my hand that I've never seen before. Oh wait, Bree's trying to get out the light. Wait, we're not there <laughs> yet. On my we're not there yet. <laughs> so as the days go on, like so the first I, I saw it and I was like, that's really weird and I didn't think much about it. Then as I got started to get sicker, I was like, fuck, this is going downhill quickly. And I happened to glance at my hand and the little scoop mark wasn't there anymore. Oh. But what was there is a weird like discoloration now. So go ahead and get your camera now, and I'm gonna. Now I can bring the flashlight back I'm gonna show you. Yeah. Okay. You can definitely, and I'm gonna show Bree. Maybe we'll take pictures for you guys. (laughs) Maybe that will be the uh, cover art for this story. Maybe my weird mark. See how there's like a little like skin color change. It's It's like a little brown almost. Yeah. Isn't that? And that's exactly where the scoop was. So it was like that the day before, and now it's like a weird color. I can see it. It's almost like a little indented there. See it too. Mm -hmm. Feel it. It feels indented. So it just went away and now it's like... Yeah, so like one day it was a scoop. Like I said, it was never an open wound, but it looked more like a really deep dimple. Mm. And then I forgot about it or maybe my memory was wiped of it. And then the next time I looked at it, there was that weird mark and it was like a little dip there like that. And so when did that happen? When you started to feel sick? Yeah, so when I started to feel sick is when I noticed it. I don't really know if I had it before then or when it happened, but that's when I noticed it the day that I started to feel sick, right? Mm. So immediately I was like, oh my God, I was abducted by aliens. (laughs) Immediately I was like... Just a totally rational thought. Just a totally rational first thing I go to. Like I was probably abducted by aliens. No big deal. But what makes it weirder and where my real crazy is going to come out is (laughs) I haven't had my period this month and I'm like a week late. And I'm also convinced that that's the alien's fault as well. Yeah. 
And it's funny because I had texted to Bree last night that I think I was abducted by aliens and I don't want to tell you the story until we get on air because I sound crazy. I also haven't got my period in a week. And she said, laugh out loud, I was literally just going to say to you. What were you going to say? I was was thinking in my head and I was going to text her, maybe you're just getting sick because your body is reacting to you being impregnated by like a hybrid baby. And then (laughs) so your body's reacting weird to that. But then once it gets taken out, you'll be back to normal. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was like, but don't freak out because I'm just, you know. But don't freak out because that's just a theory. Yeah. So, but it's funny I that. I really thought that. That's the crazy thing is that I thought about that this morning. My brain. While brushing my teeth. My brain went straight there too, so don't worry. It was like right there with you. So. But I just want to show people weird little things that we think about and the reasons. <laughs> like there's, this is probably not true or it probably could be. Who fucking knows? I mean, as our catchphrase is, anything's possible. possible. But like. I that's where we just go. I think it's funny that immediately both of our brains went to that place. <laughs> I'm assuming I'll probably be better in a few days because I'll be abducted by aliens again and they'll take this shit out of me, but we'll see. Yeah. Why would you be late? That's weird. That's weird because I'm 100% not pregnant. I can tell you that right fucking now. Yeah. So it's a little interesting. Do you feel weird in your body? No, I just feel sick like I'm dying. That's all. That's literally Nowhere all I feel like. else in your body feels different? No, I just feel like I'm dying all over, everywhere. I've had really bad fevers, like 104, and I can get them down, and I get them down to like maybe 99.7. And then I finally broke it this morning, maybe at like 8 o'clock. Yeah, when you text me, you're like, it's better. Yeah, and then I took a nice hot bath, and it felt super good, and then I got out of the bath and immediately had a fever again. And I was like, well, fuck me, guys. Isn't a hot bath going to, like, warm your blood right back up, though? I don't know, but it just felt nice, and it cleared me up. I had all, Mm. like, the mint and the eucalyptus in there, and it felt great. Sounds very relaxing. It was very relaxing. So we'll have to see if you remember. Yeah, okay, so do you remember anything weird? No. Dreams? No. Nothing whatsoever? So I don't know if the audience knows or listeners, but, like, I have horrible insomnia, and I can't sleep anyways. So I have no idea, because when I do sleep, for the very short amount of time that I do, it's so deep that I don't really remember shit anymore at this Mm. point. Because I won't go to bed until, like, 2 or 3 in the morning. Or maybe I go to sleep before that. I don't know. Who has? I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea what happens I, at night. I'm, I'm that out of it. I'm, I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. I'm not there when I sleep. Yeah, no, not even in the <laughs> slightest. So this is very interesting because this is where we were sort of going to go into this episode was That's why, why I thought it was funny. That yes, it's so beautiful at the same time, right? Because exactly. we were going to record this last e- last week. And we waited. And we waited. Mm-hmm. And now it's like aligned with your story. So we're going to talk about why. One of the reasons why people are being abducted and more importantly, like why the hell are people having sex with aliens? Like why do people think that that's happening? Uh-huh. And what can be some of the reasons behind it? This topic in particular is going to get into the hybridization programs and the hybrid kids. Yeah. So, so perfect with what, well, I mean, we don't know, but it could be. So we're talking about alien fucking guys. Aliens fucking guys or aliens fucking guys. Fucking guys. Yeah. <laughs> we're talking about aliens who are fucking, all right? This is what, to put it in like the simplest oh way God. to you guys to make it make sense, to make it not sound so crazy cuckoo with like scientific terms, but it's basically just people fucking aliens and aliens fucking people. What's willingly it? or not willingly or some of it's more medical than it is fucking, yeah, but there's, it's, it's the reason that they're doing this is because they're trying to either create or maintain a race. Different races, genetics. Exactly. Yes. It's all about genetics is what it boils down to. Mm-hmm. It's about taking 
the quote-unquote best of our DNA and mixing it with alien DNA to either make something more of a higher consciousness or just to make another race altogether, I guess. Yes. There are many different types of alien species and civilizations in general that are doing these genetic programs. But this one in particular, the big one with the hybrid kids that people talk about a lot, are from the greys, the zetas to be exact, since there's so many different greys, it's an umbrella term, really. So these zetas, this line in particular, they were becoming a dying race because they had become so obsessed with technology and that being more important with the mind and science rather than our emotions and our interactions and how we love and nurture each other. So it got to the point where they were literally disconnected from how we are as a whole, that they were just completely unintuned with nature. It was no longer a sustainable planet for them. So then they moved underground, which also a lot of people think is why they've sort of formed into like the big eyes and their head. A little bit more reptilian looking, you mean, because yeah, they live well, underground? Yes. So Not obviously, necessarily reptilians, but reptilian looking. Those big like oval kind of shaped eyes that blink sideways. See and yeah. shit underground. Obviously the head is bigger because they were more mind based than they were the rest of their body. Mm-hmm. So they, the planet was dying and their species were dying. They tried to clone themselves. But at that point, everything was so far gone that they needed actual like pure OG human DNA, mm-hmm. like back before it was totally... Anything, yeah. Yeah. Again, back to the technology, what can they do? Well, they can go back in time or they can enter into a parallel timeline before everything got so fucked up. Mm-hmm. So then this is where the hybridization program comes into play. So it's not just coming back and snatching random people to try to take their DNA. On more of a spiritual perspective, a lot of people believe that their higher self actually agreed to that interaction. Mm-hmm. So even though now we feel like it's such a violation that as like an oversoul, like way, you, you know, like way higher perspective that at yeah. some point... This is like a contract that you've signed, pretty much. Like your soul is transcended a million times upwards, and on that level, you've agreed that mm-hmm. this part of your soul is to go through this. Absolutely. And you might not understand it as like a person here and now mm-hmm. because we just don't see in those other dimensions, so mm-hmm. it's not something that we can understand. Right, and because mm-hmm. we only know this life now. Because we're that weird, pure OG human shit. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I like that, though. That's mm-hmm. pretty cool. <laughs> So it's taking different genetics, but at the same time, it's also creating different hybrid races to kind of intermix their genes, but also with other races, other different alien races. So, you know, Pleiadian, Arcturian, like that. So it's not just Zeta with with humans. Mm -hmm. They've kind of created these different hybrid groups I guess you could say. And this has become kind of like trying one thing out, not really working. Maybe they're dying or something's a little off here. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of like, I guess you could say experimenting, but sort of like, okay, we did these, that fucked up. Okay, let's do another one. Okay, that's fucked up. So like trying to basically run experiments with it, as you're saying. It's not like they know all the answers. What they're doing is like going around and they're trying to find the best combination of genetics they can and they're not going to stop until they find it. Absolutely. And another thing that happened was that since they've just become completely disconnected with their emotional body, 
The early abductions are very cold mm-hmm. and painful. That's because they cannot relate to us as far as how we feel and how it's like. Yeah. How it is, how we interact with each other is on a completely different level than how they do things. So because they are a species that's more turned towards the technological side, something like their emotions isn't something that developed in them as a species, Mm -hmm. which is a big reason they're coming back down and wanting our DNA because we still have those emotions and feelings. Yes. And so... You know, you can kind of see like the waves and the abductions that have happened and the similarities and how they were happening. I think they realized after so many abductions how horrible it was for people when at the same time they weren't relating to that. It was kind of like, this is just, you know, this is what we have to do. Well, I think again, we're using that analogy of like how we tag sharks and whales and dolphins and throw them back into the ocean. We look at it as so much of a scientific thing. It's not something we feel has emotions attached to it. And we don't think that the things we're doing that to have these emotions so they don't even understand what's going on. Exactly. And so I think it's kind of that same analogy we, we've used before. They don't see it as, they see us basically as a bunch of animals that they're tagging and throwing back and experimenting with. They don't see it as we're beings necessarily with feelings or we could comprehend or understand what's going on. Well, that's, I think, the beginning stages. That's how it was. And so when these first initial hybrid babies were being born, they were starting to die. And that's because they were taking the genetics, sometimes letting it stick around in the womb for, you know, a couple months, then taking it out, kind of like ripping it away from the mom, Mm -hmm. and then keeping it alive up in the ship. Yeah. And if you think about it, any baby now could not live with that. As a human, you need love and nurture, and there's definitely something special that happens between a mother and her baby. Yes. There's just a certain thing that happens. It's like a magic between us, I think, Mm -hmm. where we really know what that child needs. It's Mm -hmm. it's something I think that definitely makes us incredible and it's something that we should kind of feel glad about. Mm -hmm. So maybe we're not as technologically advanced that we know of as they are, but obviously we have something right for them to come back and want that part of our genetics. Of course. So then after realizing, oh shit, maybe we're going about this the wrong way, now things are kind of taking a subtle difference. And it was definitely in stages. So first it was like, okay, we got to take the mom back then after we've taken the baby so she can spend time with the child because mm-hmm. the child is dying. It has no nurture. Mm-hmm. But then these are where these abduction memories come in where people remember being on a ship and being handed their baby. Or, or meeting in kind of like maybe a classroom type situation with a bunch of children and two or three kids coming up to them and calling a mom or dad or something like that or trying to hold their hand. or And a lot of it is telepathic. Yeah. A lot of the times when mm-hmm. people are describing this, it's not like their child speaking to them. It's like going on in their mind. And it's yeah. it, it, it's an amazing thing that they describe and the love and compassion and warmth that they feel is just astonishing. Absolutely. And that's taken time. I've heard of a lot of instances where people could not handle looking at a child and then kind of having this mental download that it was theirs Mm -hmm. and just being completely freaked out and not knowing how to even relate to that. And I've heard a lot about people that were literally dropping their children. Like they'd hand the baby and be like, like, what the hell am I even supposed to do with this? And Mm -hmm. then just like drop it Mm -hmm. because we're so disconnected to that. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely been a gradual experience. So the second part of this would be not just 
the genetics in order for one race to survive, but also what is it doing to humanity to interact with the rest of the cosmos? Okay. A big part of this is you can't just land here with the mass of people and just expect everyone to like cheer for joy and be like, yay, we knew you were here all along. <laughs> everyone, if shit would hit the roof, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like, what's the one thing that us humans can kind of more get on board with seeing and recognizing and like connecting with? Would be children. Children. Especially if these children were ours. Yes. If we understood that they are literally parts of us. Yeah, I think a lot of the videos and a lot of the documentaries and lectures I was watching on this subject, a big part of the, like what they were saying is that the re- one of the big reasons they're doing this is because it's not easy to put a green alien in front of you and you not to freak out, but it's a little more easier to put something that you're genetically connected to in front of you and say, this is part you and part cosmos. Exactly. It, it, it resonates deeper with us. It, mm-hmm. It's given to us in a more approachable way, or at least they think it's a more approachable way. I can't necessarily necessarily say that I agree with that. Really? Yeah. I can. Mostly because I don't like children. I know you don't. <laughs> I'm, but just, I feel I'm like, genuinely not a kid person. Right. But I feel like it. we say that now because of, obviously, it's another human child. But maybe if this child was, like, totally alien, but also totally you at the same time, I think you would be completely fascinated by that. So I've always, people always say to me, they're like, one day when you have children, you'll love them. I get that. If I had a kid, probably, I'd probably love it. Obviously, it's my fucking child. Like, what else would I do? Just, like, abandon it? Like, that's stupid. But I also just don't fucking want any. So that's I fine. don't know. So I don't know if an alien came down to me and put a kid in my lap and said, this is yours. I mean, how much I would resonate with that because you know me and I'm not a kid person. I'm really good with kids and kids love me, but it's just not something I want my life to be dedicated to. Absolutely. So if the, so yeah. if the ETs were trying to connect with me, I don't think that that's the way they would get the job done that's all which sucks because i'm probably in the middle of that right now but (laughs) no i just think that you're still thinking about that from your human perspective yeah i think if it really came face to face with this you're looking at a hybrid being it doesn't necessarily mean that you're just all of a sudden you've become mom you know you have this relationship but also these kids are here to help hire our consciousness which is where I was gonna get into, is this is also mixing higher consciousness. It's mixing higher consciousness as us also players in this giant galactic arena. Okay. Whereas right now we're not necessarily there. They're calling these kids the freelancers and those are kind of the kids that are genetically linked to us and that they're kind of like on the ships with the Yael, which were responsible for the Phoenix Lights. Um, Can you explain a little bit what the Yael are? The Yael are another genetic program. They're another hybrid civilization that was created. So kind of like how I mentioned that they're all in stages, Mm -hmm. those are the groups that are going to be what they're calling like first contact. So those are the first people that we're going to meet because they're the closest vibration to us. Okay. So it's kind of like we're being tiptoed into being with other higher consciousness beings because we physically cannot even exist pretty much into the same frequency. The freelancers will be with the Yael who will land first if we decide to get our shit together or whatever 
And then it's kind of like once we're acclimated to that, eventually the Sasani is supposed to also come down. So this is like slowly all the different hybrid races and kids and then that are also intertwined with that will eventually come to also be here with us. And what's kind of linking us right now from A to B, from the jump from us to hybrids, would be the star scenes, the light workers, the indigos, the crystals, and the rainbow kids. Mm -hmm. They're a step higher in frequency. So they're the bridge and like total human here now frequency from the, the freelancers and the Yael. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like that is our bridge. They're the link between us here and then like the half us with the rest of the cosmos, mm -hmm. us, our children or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like this is definitely, it has a timeline to it. Mm -hmm. So right now people are mainly interacting with all of their hybrid kids and stuff through dream time. Yeah, that's definitely, again, another thing I heard in a lot of the lectures and stuff that I listened to. A lot of the interaction that they have with the children is inside of their dream time. Mm -hmm. And that's where they remember it the most vividly, is in dream time. Whether or not they're actually in dream time or that their memory was implanted to look like a dream time situation is interesting. But I don't think we need to get into that because that's like a whole other science thing. Yeah. But I, I think it's interesting that a lot of these people have the same explanation. It's like, no, in dream time, I have these crazy interactions with my children and it's so loving and wonderful and fantastic and I feel so just on a different level and out of this world and it's amazing. Because again, it is on a different level. So that's the only way that they really can like interact us, interact with us at this point is kind of like how we mentioned in our other episode, dream timing into interdimensional realms is you're being put in that different totally different frequency and so they're able to interact with you in that space and so that's why we have all the star seeds and all of the indigos and the light workers here now to take us one step closer to when the hybrid kids come and because they're kind of like the lowest vibratory it can get between that big jump because we literally cannot exist in the same frequency. Kind of like how we're saying everything is a frequency match. Mm -hmm. If a being is to live in or to be in a reality in which only unconditional love and acceptance is, then anything outside of that cannot exist in that frequency within the same time. So if we wanted to interact in that frequency, then we would have to embody that reality in which only unconditional love and acceptance is also our reality so that we can be on the same field in that frequency. I get what you're saying. Does that make sense? It's Absolutely. Like it has to be match-match. Mm -hmm. So that's why our dream time is the easiest, but it's not permanent. It's just in our dream time. So, like, to paraphrase, you're basically saying that, like, in our dream time state is when we're hitting a certain frequency or vibration where we're able to accept and transcend easier, kind of like almost in a meditative state, mm -hmm. how it, instead of dream timing, when you're meditating, you're creating that space, whereas in dream timing, it's something your body naturally is going into, and you're putting yourself on this different plane of existence, basically, or a different universe or a parallel universe. I mean, we really don't know what it is, but we're putting ourselves into a different space, into a different dimension where we're able to 
move more frequently throughout the universe or the cosmos or things like that and we're able to understand and get concepts and and feel things so real because it is it's just not something normally that we would experience here in our realm exactly so then you can kind of come out of that and be like that's weird and then you take what you want from it and then obviously after a series of the same kind of things you start to understand like this is a real interaction that's happening but because it's still in that weird fluffy dream time space it's still being made able for us to exist here mm-hmm. and kind of be sane and in our normal so basically flow. you're kind of putting a foot in both doors absolutely Yes. All right, so now that we've talked a little bit more about, like, the spiritual side or, like, why they do it, why don't we talk a little bit about what happens up there? So, like, people have explained feeling like it's a medical experiment. Like, they go up there, they feel like they're on the slab and, like, something is taken from them. Like, men or, like, women say that, like, women feel like, you know, their eggs were harvested or men feel like their semen was drained. Mm -hmm. And then I also feel like people talk about, like, the... Two episodes ago when we were talking about the abduction story about people thinking that they physically have sex with aliens. Yep. I think that then there's also, you can get into the dream time realm where you're not necessarily having physical sex with someone, but in your dream time state, it feels like you are, but it's happening more on like a spiritual level. So it's not necessarily something that's physical. It ends up as something physical. So do you think that even people that just have dreams in general with having sex with people, could that be that they're actually having sex with aliens, but they're remembering it in their dream as just like someone, and even though they can't maybe put a face to it or know who it is, that that could be either like a flashback to it or like happening on a conscious level that they're having sex? I think that's absolutely like a very big possibility as kind of we always say but like I feel like if considering what can happen inside of dream time and I mean especially me and you know what the things that are possible inside dream time I can't say that when you're in dream time and you have like some sort of like sexual experience that when you wake up you remember as a dream that it's not something that really happened or not you know right considering you know we were just talking about how when you're in that dream time realm it's your physical body possibly that's like on a different universe or in a different dimension or something like that so who are we to say that that's not something that actually happened hmm all right yeah yeah so i think that there's interesting ways of how people can think that it could happen like i don't want to necessarily put it into a weird cookie cutter box and say the only way this is going on is you know by an alien probing you you know what i mean Mm mm-hmm it can happen on so many different levels. It can be something as simple as you were having a weird dream about something, you know? Like a weird dream about having sex with something. Yeah. Or just a weird dream about having um, medical experiences. I think anything's possible in dream time. I think that that's a huge possibility of it. A lot of people would say that, you know, taking drugs is something that can get you into that dream time state where, like, you're physically seeing and experience things on a different plane that aren't necessarily physically happening in front of you in our dimension. But it's something that they swear by. It changes their life. It's like these visions and these things that they see and feel and they know it to be real. So who's not to say that if you're comparing something like dream time to that, that that something that happens in dream time isn't necessarily the same thing. I think it's all the same thing. Mm -hmm. I think you're just accessing different states or I think that when you're in different states you're accessing different realms and different dimensions and so it seems like it's not real because you're not in this 3D but it is very much real. 
Absolutely. Very I, much real. I would have to agree a million percent with you. Okay, Brie. Jamie. Brie. You know what it's time to be. Fuck our sci-fi. All right, Brie. So today's fact or sci-fi is our cat spies sent by aliens. <laughs> All right, so attention cat people. There is this crazy theory going around that the internet is just like begging for people to talk about. It's the theory that parasites inside cat poop are turning you into crazy cat ladies. No. Though that's certainly cause for alarm, it's much worse than that. It's that cats are actually alien spies coming down to look at us. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. But why the parasite inside the poop? I don't know. That's what the internet thinks. You know, they come up with weird fucking theories. So I can deal with the, like, our cats, aliens, but why parasites and poop? I don't get that. I just think it's because they're trying to make it more hokey because they Absolutely. want people yeah, to pay people attention to, go to crazy. it. Yeah. So I'm going to read some comments from you guys, our wonderful listeners and subscribers. So m.m underscore b.d.d says, yes, yes, they are. And mine is in love with me. He gives me kitty kisses. Oh, sweet. J Queen underscore one says they are here to distract us before the invasion. Ooh, ooh. Not about it. TV underscore FTW says totally. They're totally spies from aliens. Nice. Paul underscore Oxham says yes. Just yes. Damn, everyone's like, yeah. Exactly. Astral Nina says, fact. And truth be had, my alien cat is amazing and I would die for him. I liked it. Um, Alien Opal says, sci-fi fact. Ooh. Wait, what? Sci-fi fact. Like, it's a fact of sci-fi. Well, this is a whole new thing now. It's like a whole new thing. I'm into it. You know what that means? Someone else is a middle bitch. Someone else is a middle bitch. (laughs) Exactly. So, Brie, do you think that cats are aliens? Are you going to factor sci-fi it? Are you going to middle bitch? She's going to middle bitch, guys. I can see it on her face. She's like, maybe? It's a possibility? That's what's so hard is that I'm so diehard with possibility. My first instinct is to say sci-fi. Okay. I don't believe it. But my boo-boo, you know, the cat boo-boo, yeah. she has a straight alien face. Okay, so what's funny about that is my dog named Boo. Oh, oh, this just flashed me back into a dream. I did I had it? a dream that you were like, oh my God. Okay, so you got a jersey for Boo. He, she. 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 Was running around, and then you're like, yeah, we got him a, a jersey, so now we call him Foo instead of Boo. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so weird. Sorry, I had, to, I had to tell you that. So my dog, Boo, I always say I think is an alien who spies on me because sometimes I have deep conversations with her. Maybe all things named Boo or Boo Boo are aliens. Oh, okay. So I'm going to have to go... What? I'm going to have to go fact on this really? one. Yeah, I'm going to say fact. Oh, my God. I think when you think about it in more of a scientific way and relate it back to maybe Egyptians and cats and stuff like that, it brings a whole different perspective and light onto it. And it takes it out of that, like, hokey, like, ha-ha, people are just making fun of cat people. And I think it's a huge possibility that, like, well, yeah. aliens could send something down that looks like a cat. Like, we've seen pictures of aliens that look like cats. Yeah, because there's cat beings and there's lion beings. So who's to say that they're not aliens down here and they're just spying on us? I mean, they are mean fuckers. Aww. Mm-hmm. I love Kiki. I know. Maybe they are. Middle we're all bitch. aliens, really. Think about it. Middle bitch. Ah, did I middle bitch myself you, again? You middle bitched Fuck. yourself again. Fuck. Okay, back back to it being a sci-fi. It's a bullshit. 
I'm so bullshit. So you're really on the whole fact side? I'm on the fact side with this one. I'm surprised. Cats kind of creep me out. Really? Yeah. I'm not a big cat person. Black cats? I'm just not a big cat person in general. Mm. Not a baby person, not a cat person. But once they're in an alien filter... Then you're so down for him. Not really. I'm still just freaked out by him. But you're still like, we have, I'm cool with it. I live on like a bunch of property out in the middle of nowhere. And we have like barn cats and stuff because we have horses and hay. And there's like mice in the barn. And maybe all of those cats on my property are just aliens. And that's why I keep getting abducted. Hmm. I mean, it's quiet enough out there. So Fuck. they're not your friends. Maybe not. Oh, shit. Or they are your friends. Keeping maybe. an eye on you. All right, Brie. I would like to know if you will give us our sweet, sweet conscious quote of the, of the day. day. So today's conscious quote of the day is going to be by Bashar, who Daryl Anka channels. If anyone is into ET channelers like I am, then you're very well aware of Bashar. Bashar is from the Sasani in the Sasani planet, who's also a part of this whole like first contact protocol. So a lot of other hybridization programs is also filtering through him. His information is so strong and it's so high up there. Sometimes you hear it and you're just like, whoa, it takes your brain a second for it to even like just process and it be downloaded into your psyche. But I love him. So this is also gonna really go well with what we were saying earlier. So Bashar says, everything is energy and that's all there is to it. Match the frequency of the reality you want and you cannot help but get that reality. It cannot be any other way. This is not philosophy, this is physics. And I love that because that's exactly what I was saying as when you're the type of frequency of something, you cannot have a different frequency other than that exist in the same space. Yes. Again, with frequency match, people take, you can take this in all sorts of directions. Absolutely. A lot of these conscious quotes that we keep coming back to have so much to do with vibrations and like setting up your frequency that I think that there's something to be said for that. If all these really powerful people keep talking about vibrations and your frequencies, that maybe it's something we should listen to and actually tune into. Well, if you think about it, that's all that quantum mechanics is. So science literally backs this up to every single little bit that there is to say about that is literally science that if we're going to believe in that science then it is down to every single itty bitty part of our existence absolutely so that's everything mental physical like your thoughts, emotional. yeah your emotions what you're saying what you're hearing what you're putting out everything everything is in a quantum space I like it. I dig it. And I dig that quote. All right, Bree. So before we close out, why don't we give some shout outs per usual? Um, I really want to shout out John Perry, who was on our last episode that we just released uh, a week ago, since you guys will be hearing this one a week later. Um, it was a great episode. I hope you guys all listen to it. This weekend, we're going to be interviewing Blue Alien Mystic. I'm pretty stoked for that. You guys should hear that in a few weeks. Shout out to Brian Jackson, as always. Brian Jackson, we love you. You are the light of our life. Has he been quiet? recently he has been quiet but i think it's because he still doesn't feel very good hmm. um i want to shout out per use to two schmucks and a mic two schmucks and a mic they're actually mad at me right now why because i told them i was going to send them whiskey in the mail oh and you were full of shit no and i did and it broke because i didn't wrap it properly no so they got it broken no no so they ended up sending it back to me 
broken. broken. <laughs> yeah, in the wet box. It was actually really stupid. I was like, why didn't you just throw it away? They talked shit about me on their 50th episode because Sweet. they haven't gotten their whiskey yet. So my apologies. Eventually, I'm dying sick right now. If you guys don't know, if you're not listening or anything, if you fast forward. So as soon as I'm not dying and like falling apart, I'll be sending that to you. I don't want to put my germs on that bottle. I know what we'll do. We'll just dip it in concrete. There we go. And send it and to him. And then send it to him. And then break it, it open. There you go. Perf. I like it. Um, shout out to our 15 listeners in Mountain Mount View, California, California, who refused to email us. Uh, we're on day 984 of not hearing from you 984. Guys. You know what? It's okay. They're probably just really depressed because... Um, SpaceX is actually doing a big, giant leap for humanity. I know. More than NASA has ever done for us. We didn't even talk about... We didn't even talk about that. It's fine. Um, and then shout out to all of you guys, all of our listeners, everyone who DMs us, everyone who sends us messages and emails and stuff like that. I really want to shout out to Canada. We have some new subscribers out there Ooh. in Kamaloops, Canada. A can of poops? Can of loops. Oh. So shout out to you for listening. We appreciate it per usual. Canada's um, sick, eh? You guys send us a DM on Instagram at that one time I was abducted. Shoot us an email at that one time I was abducted at gmail.com. All right, guys, we love you. Thank you for listening to my sick bullshit. Good night. We love you. Good night. Why do I feel like I need to cough? And you're not even sick. Also, what I really want you to do is pour some of your vodka in this. Jamie, you cannot. Bri, I just am going to try to kill the germs. I don't want a lot. I'm not trying to get drunk. I wish it was tequila, in all honesty, because that would kill more of the germs. Do you have moonshine by any chance? Oh, totally. Let me pull some out of my ass. I feel like if, like, I just gargled with, like, some 8 million proof alcohol, it might just kill all those fucking germs. That sounds like fun. I know. Hello? What's up? I just want to let you know that you're live on the air. I'm live. Yeah. Sweet. Um, Line jokes, right? Yeah. So everybody, this is Nate. He's my stalker. He's really into me. Why don't you give us a joke? (laughs) Wow. Okay. Uh, I'm just a little into you, and I'm more of a creeper. So let's get that straight. All right. All right. Romantic. All right. And I do think that Brie does sound like Kim Kardashian. So, You're gonna yeah, be my suicide inspiration. <laughs> Bree's gonna where's, kill herself because of you. So where's Kanye? Okay. Um, okay. Gosh, put me on the spot. Okay. Here's a here's a setup. I think I told Bree this one. Or, um, no, I told Jamie this one. Right? No, did, yeah, probably did. Who knows? Okay. What is uh, Jared Fogel's Japanese name? What? Me fuck him young. Hey, <laughs> the guy from Subway. Oh, because my who is, wait, what child. was his name? Jared what? Fogel. Fogel. Isn't that the one that got busted for child pornography? Yeah. yeah. Exactly, hence the joke. Oh, hence the joke. Bree didn't, it took a while, but she got there. Okay, okay, and then why did, when cavemen would knock out their women, why would they drag them to their caves by their hair instead of their feet? So they wouldn't get filled up with rocks. Boom, and where'd you learn that joke? Jamie, um, from a really you. funny guy on YouTube. And no, I learned I it from Jamie. I learned it I from Jamie. I told you like last week, Jamie. That is not fair. You're not allowed to. You asked me to tell the joke. You don't get to sit there and fucking ruin it. That's not cool. All right, all right. I won't ruin it. It was from you because you're just the funniest person on earth. Hey, I'm and I retold the joke to you, actually. Did you? I retold it to, I think, Kevin at work, and I retold it to Josh. Perfect. Your oh, joke's totally. getting around. Right. Don't worry. I was Good. like, so this one guy. are little sluts, are they? All right. 
I gave you credit. I was like, there's one guy that, like, wants to be Dave Chappelle, except he's not black, but he's (laughs) close. That that I'm actually racially confused as all hell. (laughs) I know. He has no idea what he is. Bree, have you seen his headshots? No, and I think it's hilarious that you got headshots. There's headshots, and his tits look so cute in them. Oh, oh my, my god, god, Jamie. Oh my god. They look so scrumptious, though. Oh my fucking god. Exactly. Aww. You're totally, like, embarrassing me right now, Jamie. Please uh, don't do that. All right? Okay, fine. Right? We won't embarrass Wait, you anymore. did you listen to the end of our last episode? I did. Thank I you. I'll give you guys a shout-out on the podcast I did today, by the way. I know. I already cool. told her. I can't wait to listen to that. Yeah, I was so fucking high, so it's all good. Okay, I got to rock and roll. You lovely ladies. Kick calls later. Bye. Thank okay, you. Bye. Cute.